Okay, I think we can all agree on one thing, <laughs> and that's that the best part of Breaking Bad is the part where Skylar sings to Ted <laughs> for his birthday. No, no, I hear you guys protesting right now. We all know that is actually, that's goated, act, goated acting, and that is just, it's statistically, I surveyed 100 people, top five answers on the board. That is the favorite scene of the whole series. I mean, come on, who doesn't like where she's like, happy birthday to you, happy oh god sorry i'm cringing myself i'm just doing it yeah it's 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 hard to watch but if you guys haven't figured it out this is going to be the breaking bad episode yeah 100 percent. let's get to it Welcome, everybody, back to Norwich Just Board, episode number 78. We're getting up there, boys. Getting older. Yeah, I so yeah, I've been I've been re-watching Breaking Bad, and I, I do gotta say I, I love that show. Um I I really can't sing its praise enough. I, I think I've watched it like Oh shit. I've probably watched it through four times, I'd say. And I always heard good things about it way back in the day. And it was, I think, 2013. It's crazy to me because it's 10 years old, right? So, like, that's old at, at this point for TV series. Yet it holds up perfectly. It's amazing, even after 10 years. So, you know, I'm going back. Oh, sorry, I hit the mic there. I, you know, it ended in 2013. And I think I watched it for the first time in 2014. It came on Netflix at that time. And I remember people always saying, because I worked at a future shop at the time, you know, the thing that used to exist for Best Buy. And uh, yeah, I used to work there and all my coworkers were like, man, you got to get Breaking Bad. It's so epic. It's so awesome. But like a lot of those TV series, if you guys remember, it's it was a crazy wild time back then, like HBO and all that. I know Breaking Bad's AMC, but... All those kind of TV series like AMC, uh, HBO, like Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, all that stuff. It was fucking expensive when a series came out, especially on HBO. Like, Christ, what was Game of Thrones? I think Game of Thrones was damn near $100 per season, like on Blu-ray. And now it's like I'm literally, I've been getting rid of some stuff for some spring cleaning. And I can't give away. I have like three seasons of Game of Thrones left on Blu-ray, and I I can't give the fuckers away. Like nobody wants them, and you know part of that's due to physical media being kind of abolished at this point, and then the other half is you know just you know people don't you know they don't give a fuck about Game of Thrones anymore. Nobody gives a fuck about Game of Thrones, and it it's so funny. It it kind of like it's actually sad in a way. I know I said I was talking about Breaking Bad, but let me talk about Game of Thrones for one minute. It's really sad how, like, Game of Thrones was fucking revolutionary. I remember, and that was a show where I was there from the first, because I got a demo disc at, uh, when I worked at Best Buy, Future Shop, I got a demo disc there, and it had the first episode for free, or whatever. It's like, okay, well, I'll check it out. I mean, it's free, whatever. 
and I watched the first episode of Game of Thrones, and I was like hooked. I'm like, oh my god! Then I got the season, and I watched, I watched all of the first season, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this show is so like emotional. It's just plays with your heartstrings. It's gonna be so amazing, and you know, it was. To be fair, it was a great show. But then near the end, it got so rushed, and like George R. R. Martin. Is that his name? Yeah, I think so. He wasn't done the books yet, so everything everything kind of shit the bed there. Like, it just, yeah, it went downhill fast because he wasn't done the books, so they didn't have anything to go off of, really. And then he kind of told them how it goes, and, you know, everybody's like, well, if you're telling them how it goes, just write the fucking book, guy. Like, I don't think, I actually don't know. I, and I'm not going to look it up right now. I'm really lazy. I'm I'm in, like, the chill zone right now. I'm just going to do a quick little half an hour pod with you guys because I love you. But I'm just like, I, yeah, I'm fucked up right now. Like, I'm so hungry now. I, I didn't eat all day. I'm I'm starving. But this is my only time. I got to go pick up my kids soon. So this is the only time to record. So I'm just taking advantage of it. I'm going to eat on the run. And, of course, I was sorry. I'm going off on a tangent here. But that's what I do. That's my thing. That's my signature move. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was disc, disc golfing. And I fucking... Before I well before I went disc golfing I I fucking rolled my ankle like really bad off a step and got fucked up and then I really wanted to go disc golfing so I did eighteen holes on that fucking twisted foot and now it's more fucked up so it's been a fun day just nursing that and between everything else but sorry that's my little side story about the condition of my body I just can't get a break like it's just. It's like, hey, can you go a week without fucking yourself up? Okay? Can we, can we do that? Can we, like, not be a klutz or fucking anything? Like, you know, I'll be like, oh, I'm finally feeling pretty good right now. This is a good week. N- no, no, your knee acts up. Fuck. And it's like, oh, well, I feel better this week. Oh, no, Nazi, you rolled your ankle, you dumb fuck. Like, sorry, I'm angry. I'm using up my, I'm, I'm using up my fuckometer earlier here. Or fuck a meter, if you prefer. But, yeah, so, Game of Thrones, back to that. Yeah, they just kind of rushed it, I think, and they didn't really have source material to go off of. And there's some writer shit. I I don't know the full story. I just know the last season was, like, really bland to me. I didn't, like, a lot of weird shit happened really quick, and a lot of it just didn't make sense, and... At like the biggest like weird thing to me at the end was where like Bran Stark becomes like the king in the north and it's like it's like why is he the king? It's like it's like oh why do you think I came all this way? It's like what the fuck? Like just nothing added up. Like nobody like it, if something is written really well like Breaking Bad, you can usually predict things or you can usually see things happen earlier just because of the way characters progress or kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's twists. That's the whole point of twists. But usually a twist is like, ah, this twist where like Bran is like the king was like more like a, what the fuck? Like weird three-eyed raven wheelchair kid is going to be fucking the king? That's going to go well. No offense, kid. Not trying to be an ableist or anything, but pretty much anybody in the kingdom will just, you know, they could just roll you off a cliff, essentially, at that point. So, you know, good luck. You know, the fully functional king got stabbed in the back by Jamie Lannister. And he was, you know, 
fully functional. So they don't show the aftermath after what happens there, but I'm pretty sure Bran Stark got assassinated 100%. He's rolling down a fucking hill off King's Landing <laughs> full force. But either way, yeah, rip Game of Thrones and uh, rip to people that like the books because I don't think Georgie Baby's going to be finishing those books anytime soon, if at all. <laughs> but yeah, back to what I was going to say. The whole point of this is Breaking Bad. But actually, I'm I'm sorry. I do I do actually have to have a make I have to make one footnote before I get into Breaking Bad, and my footnote is that, um, the people, if you guys didn't know, the people on that Titanic vessel did die. I oh no, I did report. I think I did report that last week. But what I was gonna say is that there's a bunch of like weird conspiracies going around right now of people saying like it was planned, and there's all these people talking about a refugee boat and stuff, and it's. I don't know, guys, I just, I don't even know what to say anymore. Like, I don't, I'm not saying they're lying, because I don't know, but I really don't, I don't know. I was joking last week about it being a conspiracy, just because they're billionaires and they all died. And so, like, I could see somebody wanting some will money and stuff like that. But there's people saying, like, the Navy knew about it 16 hours before, and they knew where they were. They just played it off like they didn't, and... There's all this other stuff, and there's a refugee boat that went missing, and I'm like, guys, I don't, I don't know if it's all connected. I really don't. It, it, I don't think everything's a conspiracy. I think, I think we just need to. Sometimes, you know, people just go and do dumb shit, and you know, it might be conspiratorial. You know, maybe the wives of those billionaires planned it. They wanted to murder them, but I, I don't know. I can't see it. It's, uh, you know, there's lots of other ways to get rid of somebody rather than. Uh, take them down to the titanic but i will say i'm probably going to hell for sure because i've been laughing at like all the fucking there's so many like crazy memes coming out about it now this whole week about like the control stick he used and all this other stuff like the my favorite one is that i always love the memes with the uh, idris alba on hot ones when he takes the bomb and he's like choking, he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I fucking love that meme. And <laughs> it's like, I think they use that meme, and it's like, <laughs> it's it's like one minute you're in the submarine, and then the next minute you're eating on the Titanic. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh shit, that made me laugh so hard. But. Yeah, the memes have been pretty fire over this. And it's a little, again, it's a little morbid because, you know, people did die. But I just, I, the comedian side of me, I can't help. But I just, I love laughing. It's, laughter does, it it helps people move on. It helps people, it it helps people process shit like that. Sorry, I'm yawning. Jesus Christ. Oh, it's been a long day, week, month, year, everything. been a long life guys but yeah so yeah i've been enjoying all those memes and the last footnote before i got to the main presentation here was apparently world of warcraft is releasing a hardcore mode for wow classic so i just got like the cliff notes here from their uh they did a facebook post i think where is it here it is yeah it's just called world of warcraft classic hardcore Death on Heart. Sorry, let me just fucking grab my phone so I can read it. I'm getting blind too, guys. I'm getting blind, deaf, and I was already half retarded. So here we are. So yeah, Death on Hardcore Realms is permanent. That's pretty normal for the 
hardcore and it's like pvp battles are opt-in i don't know what that means like i'm guessing like you have to opt in like anytime you go pvping like i don't know it says pvp battlegrounds and battle masters so like a rathy basin and stuff like that are disabled most creatures will leash when leaving the area or zone so by leash i'm guessing that that's the coding for them to go back to their spawn uh below level 60 all dungeons will have at least a 24-hour timer uh so i'm guessing that means you can only do each dungeon once every 24 hours uh new feature duel to the death I'm not sure what that is uh i'm guessing duel to the death means you can duel other players and then obviously if you die you die uh game they're talking about gameplay zone disruption and malicious player uh killing outside of consensual pvp will not be tolerated on hardcore on hardcore realms that's the part that i kind of wanted to touch on and i didn't really get it because i'm like i'm like what is that it says gameplay literally like gameplay zone disruption and malicious player killing outside of consensual pvp will not be tolerated i don't understand like that doesn't make sense to me like i i know what they're saying they're saying griefing essentially but like what what are you gonna do isn't that part of the experience like it's the same with when you played on a fucking world of warcraft when you played on a pvp server like you knew when you were going into neutral territories i.e fucking stranglethorn veil you knew your ass was getting ganked like around every corner You'd always get griefed. And it sucked. Yeah, it was annoying. But, like, that's the game. I mean, go play on a PvE server. I mean, if that's what you want, that's what you want. I personally liked the danger of possibly running into enemies. Like, from the enemy faction, right? So, that's why I like playing PvP servers. But if you fucking are worried about that, then don't do it. And hardcore is supposed to be hardcore. So, yeah. If you're not leveled up much and you're going outside the gates of Stranglethorn Vale, and you see players, like, is that, and they kill you, is that considered griefing? Is that considered zone disruption? Like, I don't know. I'm, I, 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 again, I don't play WoW anymore, but I'm just, I like to kind of keep up with it, because I don't understand how they're going to implement this. Like, I don't, it sounds like they're basically, it's basically just the same game, only death is permanent and there's no actual pvp arena like there's no arenas or battlegrounds because obviously you die every time because you always die in those that's kind of the point and and yeah but like the duel to the death so is that the thing can you only like challenge players even off even if they're on the opposing faction can you only just do that i don't know so i it, it would be i think it'd be something to take a look at for sure it would definitely be interesting, but I just don't, I don't understand the last rules there. I hope they explain that in a video or something, because I don't understand what zone disruption means. And like, again, I kind of get it, but it's like, how are you going to fucking, how are you going to monitor that? Some kid's going to fucking be like, I got killed at the gates to Strathholm. I was going to fucking run a dungeon and there was a horny in there and he was horny for my dark elf blood. Sorry, the night elves, I guess. And in uh in wow i've been playing too much um elder scrolls <laughs> but 
yeah, I don't know. I just thought I'd mention that because I'm a I'm an OG WoW guy, so it's kind of it's neat that they're adding a hardcore thing. I'm guessing that's because of Diablo, because Diablo's always kind of had a hardcore mode where death is permanent. So, but but there was no fucking rules against griefing in Diablo too. Somebody came into your realm, fucking killed you. Sorry, you just lost that hardcore character. It's <laughs> the way she goes. But I don't know people are fucking babies these days, so it's probably what happened. Anyways, I want to talk, yeah, a little bit about good old Breaking Bad. Because, God, what a great show. Like, uh, from start to finish. And I, and I, I originally kind of wanted to have Justin on here. Because I want to kind of talk to him about some plot points. And maybe we'll do that in the future at some point. But I'm just re-watching it right now. I'm, I'm, I actually just started season five. Like, the last season. Um of my rewatch, but I, I, again, I've watched it like four times. It's so good. I just love the, the writing is so tight. And of, of course, like I, like I did in the intro bit there, there's a couple cringy parts between like Walter and Skylar that are like, I have to like fast forward through them because they're just kind of cringy. And then there's the one, you know, where, you know, the, the Ted Beneke where she's singing him happy birthday. Jesus Christ. That is DEFCON level 18 cringe. Like level 60 elite cringe. That's how bad it is. But <laughs> I was just like, no, I'm not doing that. But <laughs> I couldn't. Sub- I tried to. I, I really tried. But I had to grab the remote fast. I'm like, no, fast forward to this shit. Fuck this. But like the writing, the character development of each and every character and the acting every actor is just perfect and all their roles are perfect like dean norris is hank he plays that character so fucking well and the character evolution of of walt from the first episodes where he's just literally this kind of timid dude you know he's this high school teacher that's and oh sorry i should say this now spoilers for breaking bad if you you know if you've never watched it god lord if you haven't watched it go watch it right now i mean it it is so worth your time it really is it's on netflix or you can buy the blu-rays if you're a troglodyte you know loser just kidding. Chill. Calm down. But yeah, it's it's definitely worth your time. But spoiler alert. Go watch it first and come back to this episode, you know, when you finish it. But Walt, his character development from this timid guy that we learn he's, you know, gonna die of cancer. He's got terminal cancer. And basically his whole thing is he gets a mindset shift. So he goes from being this, you know, guy that's kind of accepted less his whole life. And we learn more backstory about him, how he had this whole company, uh, Gray Matter Technology, that he started with these two other people, but he got bought out early on. And they ended up being basically billionaires, like multi, multi millionaires off this company. And, you know, Walt got bought out early for pennies on a dollar, essentially. 
but he was the brain behind it. You know, he was kind of the big brain about it. And like, that's such good writing because it shows like, it just shows that he got essentially got taken advantage of for all that stuff. And so he wants to make money, but he doesn't want to go to them. You know, they offered to pay for his treatment and that's early on. He, he lies to Skylar and he lies and says that, yeah, they are paying, but it's really him making money from meth. And he chose to do that path to, you know, make the money himself. He wanted to be kind of a self-made man because he was the one that made Gretchen and Elliot really rich with gray matter essentially, but he doesn't get any credit because he got bought out early. So it's this whole thing. And now, and you can just see his character change as he, you know, is this timid guy cooking meth. And then he learns, you know, well, I can do this really good because I'm, you know, a chemist and I'm extremely smart. So he makes the most pure meth around and he, it's just, he does so well for himself that he has to, you know, and then he, he starts, he basically starts going up against tougher and tougher dealers to try to sell his product. And he just doesn't care. Give He doesn't give a fuck anymore because he knows he's dying. So he just like, he's like, I'm going to be dead. So I'm either going to be dead and rich or I'm going to be dead and poor. And he wants to leave money for his family. So he just like, doesn't give a fuck. But by doing that, he gets more and more adrenaline and he just gets, he gets more and more hyped up. And you could see that in the writing and you could see that in the development of his character where he's like in the first season, he's really timid to kill like that crazy eight guy. He was the first dealer they kind of dealt with. And, you know, he ends up killing him with the bike lock because he's going to shank him with the plate. And, but it was a big dramatic thing for a couple episodes where, you know, it's easy. Just kill him. Be done with them. Then he won't come back for revenge or anything. He'll just be done. But Walt is like, no, I'm not a killer. I don't want to kill people. You know, he's just, he's a softy, right? But then, you know, he ends up being forced to kill him because he's going to kill him with the plate. So, you know, that ends up happening. And then by the end of like season, I think it's season three or four where, you know, there's those drug dealers that work for Gus that killed the little kid Tomas. And, you know, Jesse wants revenge on them, but Jesse ends up like Jesse can't kill people. He just doesn't, he doesn't want to do it. You know, he's having second thoughts. He's, he's high on meth to try to get himself to do it. And then all of a sudden Walt just fucking drives up and he plows them both over. Like he runs over both of them, kills the one guy and then fucking just walks out and caps the other guy grabs the other guy's gun and caps him in the head and then just tells Jesse to run. Like it's, it's just crazy when you see how he's, he's gone from like this, like just a high school teacher, nothing non-confrontational. Right. And then by the end of the series, he's just this maniac in a sense. And part of it was just from knowing he was going to die. So he's just like, what's the worst case? I'll be dead in six months from cancer. Whatever. Just kill me now. So that fear of death kind of stopped him from being timid anymore. And he was able to, you know, reach his potential, unfortunately, in kind of a bad business, you know. But it's just, oh, 
I just can't believe it. it's so fun watching it, like going through all the stages of, you know, even Jesse becoming a more mature person. And I find Jesse to be the most tragic character of the series because he's, he becomes more hardened like Walt. The only thing is he keeps his heart, so to speak. Like he, by the end of the series, he's just like, he's kind of out of it. He survives barely. He's a literal slave for like, I think it's a year time skip they do. Like he's literally like a slave for a year, beaten like a dog into submission. And then they had that El Camino movie that was kind of based around what happened with him during that time and after. And it's just crazy to see, like, you know, he just, he never, he changed his character, but he never really changed. He he stayed true to his values, but he did grow. But Walter, with the that fear of death, with that shadow of death kind of looming over him, always from the cancer it managed to change his you know his point of view on everything and not to mention i have to mention like giancarlo esposito uh he plays gus fring everybody loves that guy that is one of the best on-screen villains ever because you can tell how charming he is you can tell how how good of a character he is because everybody around him until the end of it, until his death, pretty much, you know, everybody sees him as this normal, good dude. That's what he, that's what you see. And I, the one episode I always, uh, I always, um, reference is the box cutter episode. It's literally called box cutter. And it's, I think it's the end or the beginning of season. It's either the end of season three or the beginning of season four. I think it's the beginning of season four, actually. Now that I think about it, because I think the last that season ends with with uh, Jesse killing Gale. But either way, that whole that whole scene. Oh my god, I could literally talk forever about that about that scene. It's a perfectly beautifully shot scene where basically Walt and Jesse are sitting in the lab. They're being kind of held at gunpoint by Gus and I can't remember the there's the Mexican guy with the dead eyes. <laughs> I can't remember his name. But yeah, they're just sitting there basically waiting for Gus to arrive. And then when Gus arrives, there's this whole scene of him coming down the stairs slowly. Like he walks in the room. He looks at them. He stares right at Walt. And like the intimidation factor is fucking high. It's intense. He just walks down the stairs very slowly. He doesn't talk to them. He walks right past them. He walks over to the the changing area, puts on some coveralls, you know, takes off his suit. It's all done very slowly. Meanwhile, the whole time Walt's freaking out like, you need me, you need this, you need, you know, trying to basically justify his existence to Gus. And He's just saying nothing. He's just taking his glasses off, putting on this fucking thing. And then he comes back to where they are. And he looks him in the eyes. And he has a box cutter in his hands. And they're all scared. 
and then he turns around and he he slits the other guy's throat the guy that works for him um the mexican guy i can't remember his name right now. i really can't remember that guy's name but he slits his throat and a lot of people always ask why he did that and why he didn't just kill walt and them but he did that because he was at gail's apartment and he got seen by civilians so that's why so if somebody spotted him out of a crowd and they kind of showed that also with the wanted posters of that guy later. So in case anybody didn't understand why Gus did that, because I remember like way back the first time I watched it, I kind of was wondering that. And, I, and then I thought about when I saw the wanted posters, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess he did appear at Gail's apartment to, you know, see what happened. And all those civilians saw him. So, but yeah, either way, he just fucking slits his throat. He just holds him as he dies as he chokes out and then his body just collapses in front of jesse and walt and they're all fucking just terrified and you know probably smells bad it's like oh my it's just disturbing and then gustavo just drops a box cutter on the ground and it just clangs and there's blood everywhere and then yeah like the blood is like seeping towards them and he just goes and changes his clothes and then that's it. He goes back up slowly, just goes back upstairs, turns around, looks at them, and says, get back to work. I think that's what he says. And then, like, that's, he leaves. That's the scene. Like, that was such a powerful scene for no speaking from him. He was the strongest character in the room. Like, oh, sorry, I was just checking my foot. <laughs> Thought I had a bug on me. Uh, but he was the strongest character in the room. He had the biggest presence. But he didn't say a goddamn word. And that, that's acting. That's how good his acting was. You could tell. The facial expressions, everything. He proved his point without saying it a single word. And from that point forward, he's always like an intellectual rival to you know, to Walt. And then by season five, after Walt finally outsmarts him and gets Gus killed, uh, you know, that's where I've noticed in this watch through that Walt has such a different demeanor in season five compared to the other ones. Like he just, that's where he goes full kind of kingpin mode. Cause he's like, Gustavo was this biggest drug dealer ever. The biggest guy. The head honcho. The big dog in the pool. Or in the pin pit? I don't know. He was a big guy. And he outsmarted him. So you can tell. And like when they're in the car, it's like it's like you know, Mike and Jesse and Walter in the car, and then you know, Mike's like, How'd you know it's gonna work, Walter? And <laughs> Walt's like because I said so that's that's all he says he just says because I said so it's like you can tell he gets that cockiness about him it's like it's crazy and then you know obviously the series they go through those whole like hillbilly Nazi guys and it gets more and more tragic to the end and then Hank's death that part was all intense and probably one that like that scene 
again, I've watched it probably five or six times, and it's just, it's never an easy scene to watch. It's very tense. You know what's going to happen, but it's just like, you're just waiting because it's just torture. Because you're like, oh, like Hank doesn't deserve this. And that's kind of like that point of the series is where Walt has like that almost like a negative feedback loop. He's kind of like, it's consequences at that point. Everything has kind of come full circle for him. And like he felt like this big untouchable gangster. But then he realized just by making one tiny mistake, he fucked himself out. He got Hank killed. He got um, Gomi killed. And, you know, he got fucking Jesse enslaved, essentially, from then on. And then they stole all of his money. I think they gave him a little bit. I can't remember how much they gave him at that point. But, you know, it's just like, it's tragic. And then ultimately there's the payoff for the audience, which is, you know, Walt getting revenge, which is nice. But it's still, it's like, there's a lot of intense scenes and, um, I I can't even again the part with uh what's her name Adriana Adriana I think is her name uh it's like Jesse's girlfriend at the end of the series and like she gets fucking killed right in front of him like because he was escaping from them a bunch of times when he was in like like the basically those Nazi guys were keeping him prisoner right to cook for them and. Yeah, like, eventually he tried to escape, and so to teach him a lesson, they literally killed his girlfriend, like, knocked on her door and said, Jesse's with us, and then, yeah, she's like, where is he? Oh, he's in a car over there, and then while she's looking, he, yeah, he caps her in the back of the head with a silenced gun. Like, that part, that part is so hard to fucking watch, because, like, just the weight, it just, like, shows how fucking psychotic those characters are. And then when... Yeah, when they all take revenge and Jesse finally Jesse finally strangles that fucking bastard out, like, oh, so satisfying. But it's like, wow. It's just Vince Gilligan. It's he really is a masterful writer. And you guys might make fun of me for this, but I haven't watched Better Call Saul yet. I've been holding off. Cause I kinda like kept forgetting about it and then i just like i just wanted to kind of like i was like i'm only gonna get to experience it once you know i feel like it's like i just kind of wanted to wait but i think i'm gonna watch it soon because i hear such good things about it there's some people that say it's better than breaking bad and i just i wouldn't doubt it i've watched the first episode of breaking or of better call Saul because i remember i saw it on a when it premiered it was on amc at i was at some friend's house and they had amc plus or whatever the fuck it's called so it was premiering, and we watched it, and it was the first episode was really good. So, uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely will watch it sometime. But it's like, it's bittersweet because yeah, it's, I feel like it's the last Breaking Bad thing I'm gonna get to watch, you know, because unless they do like an extended universe, but I don't think they will. That'd be kind of stupid at this point. But either way, that was my episode talking about Breaking Bad because I love that. I love that show so much. And like I said, I, I want to kind of bring up more theories and stuff like that later on. Maybe talk to like Justin if he wants to come back on sometime. And and uh, yeah, get an episode about that because he loves it too. And to us, it's one it's literally one of the it's one of the rare occasions that like television was like 
perfect. Like, just everything. You know, there's a couple throwaway episodes that I could do without. But, like, just the writing so tight. So tight. Besides, the, you know, some of the cringy dialogue and the Scholar scenes. Sorry, Scholar. <laughs> but, anyways, that's really all I have for you guys today. Uh, again, I will not be on here next week. I might get another video of some other kind out. We'll see. Or a live stream. I don't know yet. It's been so hot. And I don't like to stream when it's hot out because I don't have AC. And I'm in the shitty trailer. And it's hot as fuck. So I can really only stream at night. But during the week, I can't stream um, at night because it's bedtime. The sun goes down like 1030. It's insane. I don't know, we'll see. But yeah, I will be out um, visiting family next week. So there will not be a podcast next week, but there will be one the following week. So look forward to that. And if I get a live stream in between there, right on. And I will see you guys. I'll, I'll see you guys there. I'll either see you on the pod show or I'll see you on the stream show or somewhere else, maybe. Say my name. Well, I guess I'll let Mike Ehrman Trout take us out. Why do you want me to take you out, Walter? This thing was running like clockwork. <laughs> Sorry, I, I can't do impressions very well. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> that was stupid. I'm sorry. Can I edit that out? No? It's too late? No? It's already in po- it's already, Yeah, it's already there? Shit. Fuck. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember to follow the podcast on all social media. Links are in the description below. And I will see you, not next week, but the week after. Bye, guys. Thanks.